Hey there, I'm Dan Wilson, and here are the best bits from my drive time show today on Talk Radio. Dan's Dispatch on Talk Radio. But today I want to talk about Twitter, which is a success pit where freedom of speech and real debate comes to die. Lawrence Fox has made the decision to quit the platform, fearful of his future career, his safety, his family and his reputation. All he did, by the way, was express a view that the vast majority of the country agrees with, that Meghan's race has nothing to do with the recent criticism she's faced. That was on Question Time. And since then, his whole life has been turned upside down. This is what he told me on the show just a week ago. But look, that Question Time appearance, Lawrence, it has overnight transformed your career because I guess everyone was expecting you on the show to be like all other actors, which means pretty liberal, pretty woke, tend to go with the BBC point of view on most things. And then all of a sudden, a lot of the comment, uh, a lot of the commentators out there just couldn't understand it, understand the fact that here you were an actor not going along with the left-wing London metropolitan view. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think I am pretty liberal, generally speaking, as a person. So I, obviously I really believe in freedom of speech. My mum and my dad raised us to express ourselves. And, you know, I think if you bury opinions, you get, um, you know, it doesn't lead to anywhere good and you end up with what's been happening recently in life where people just feel that if they can't express themselves then what's the point you know no well no no absolutely absolutely and one of the things i wanted to talk to you about is this cancel culture which now pervades so many different parts of society and let's be honest a lot of people after that appearance immediately cancelled you they had a, they, well, the thing is, I've, I've had a few experiences in my life where I've been cancelled and um, I seem to wake up the next morning and I'm still alive. So <laughs> I'm kind of like, well, cancel away. But that was Lawrence a week ago. Yesterday, it was quite a different Lawrence who took to Twitter and said privately he has been coming more and more depressed because of what has been said on social media platforms. He wrote that it was painful and difficult to cope with. And while he passionately believes in free speech, his ability to provide financially for his children has been keeping him awake most nights. He said, people will tell me it will blow over, but when you are in it, it doesn't feel like it will. Now, this reminds me of a time when Ed Sheeran quit Twitter three years ago, and I've never forgotten the reason he gave me as to why. The singer, who at the time was the most popular man in the UK, would walk into a room and feel like everyone hated him, simply because of hateful, vile Twitter trolls who do not reflect society. Unbelievably, Yorkshire Tea has found that out to their peril over the past couple of days after the new Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, posted a picture preparing for the budget with their brand of brew and was then bombarded by trolls. Social media is now patrolled by the thought police from the London Liberal media elite step out of line on any issue and as Lawrence Fox has found, they will try to cancel you. It's the same liberal elite group who think they own Twitter in the UK, who act stunned when Brexit happens, or Donald Trump is elected, or Boris Johnson wins a landslide election, or they realise Prince Harry is no longer the most popular member of the royal family. 
It's also the same group of people who think it's totally okay when Jamil Jamil or Lily Allen choose to swear at and abuse someone on Twitter because they don't fit into their very small frame of what is politically acceptable. But when Boris Johnson, sorry, when Piers Morgan does exactly the same thing, he's an unforgivable bully who should be driven offline. So that's why I support Toby Young's decision to set up the Free Speech Union to provide support to people who the Twitter mob attempt to cancel. Now, it's happened to me on a number of occasions, and I can tell you that being in the eye of a social media storm is something I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. I've actually spent over a decade on Twitter attempting to break news, give honest opinions, and at times, and lesser and lesser times these days, engage in a debate in a fair and professional way. But even for me, who I like to think has the thickest skin in the country, it has started to get a bit too much at times. I've actually deleted the Twitter app off my phone and I'm attempting to only engage when I need to for professional reasons. But that really makes me sad because I've learned so much from Twitter. I've found so many interesting people to follow, including many of whom I strongly disagree with on most issues, because they share a breadth of knowledge and views that are not always possible to pick up from the mainstream media. I think Lawrence is right when he said in his parting tweets, I think we need to learn to listen to each other better. I know that in order for me to be okay, I have to turn this noise off for a while. We all have feelings, we all have hopes and dreams, we don't have to agree, we just have to respect that we are all different and we all deserve a chance to speak freely. Talk Radio. Across the UK, on DAB Digital Radio and online, Drive Time with Dan Wooten on Talk Radio. Welcome back. It is 4.23. So Lawrence Fox has quit Twitter after becoming incredibly depressed. This comes just a couple of days after the journalist Toby Young set up a union uh, to take on the witch finder generals and the enforcers of intellectual conformity and moral dogma on social media. So what do you think? Has it become too toxic now online, especially if you share a view that doesn't fit with the London liberal left-wing media elite who dominate the platform? Have you maybe quit Twitter or Facebook or Instagram? 03444991000 is my number. We'll take your calls later in the show. But first, I'm joined uh, to debate this by the broadcaster and TV presenter, India Willoughby, and uh, the left-wing commentator and Brexit, uh, sorry, and Remain supporter, Femi Olawali. So, India, we, we heard there from Lawrence Fox before the break. He has become mm. incredibly depressed as a result of all of the trolling which he has received on Twitter after his question time appearance where he questioned, I guess, uh, some of the norms that exist in society, especially on the likes of the BBC, by saying, in fact, there's no racism towards Meghan Markle and, in fact, there's racism towards him uh, because he's being called a privileged white male your response to this whole issue? I, I've got a lot of sympathy for Lawrence. I think Lawrence has been a breath of fresh air when he went on Question Time. The mere fact that the following day, his Twitter following actually quadrupled. So that shows how much of a chord he actually struck with the general population. And you, you just mentioned it there, Dan. I think Twitter is, a, it's a, you know, it's most definitely to the left 
of the spectrum. And if you are to the middle or to the right, you are you yourself are classed as an extremist. And I, I just I don't like this area we're getting into now where the right to be upset or offended is strictly the preserve of the left. Um, be kind. Does be kind apply to Lawrence? Does be kind apply to you, Dan? I know you've had a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of abuse in the last few weeks. Piers Morgan as well is talking about it today to Jamil. And it's this righteous attitude that a certain type of person mm. has. I don't know if it, your listeners are aware, there was, a, there was a clip yesterday that was doing the rounds on social media, certainly on Twitter, um, of uh, a young lady who'd gone into a newsagent and filmed herself buying copies of Britain's best-selling newspapers, The Sun, The Mail, I think there was The Telegraph as well. And she was given a commentary as she bought these newspapers saying, I'm here to save democracy in Britain. I'm going to buy all the copies of these newspapers to save people from digesting the news. This is the, the, the attitude that this type of person has. They see themselves as the watchdog and the arbiters of what is and isn't okay. And it's actually intolerance. They claim to be champions of tolerance, but they're intolerant. Femi Olawali, it does sometimes feel like if you have a controversial or negative thing to say on Twitter and you're a left-winger, you're from your side of the fence, you're a Remainer, it's completely fine. If you happen to have a right-wing view or a Brexit type of view, like someone like Lawrence Fox or Piers Morgan, you are ripe for attack. Uh, The level of hypocrisy that I'm hearing over the past five minutes is astounding. Over the past two years, I've had abuse literally every second. I've had threat, uh, racial abuse every day, threats of violence every, I'd say, week or so, threats of murder every couple of months. In February in, in 2018, somebody posted my home address online, suggested that only the right that gets abused is absolutely no, insane. that's shocking. No, that's I don't shocking, think Femi. That. Femi. No, no, and no, by no, the no, way, no. I'm not suggesting that for a second. I know not everyone me. gets trolled on Twitter. It absolutely. is disgusting. It is despicable. It has become a cesspit, Femi. And it is a cesspit of hate. But it's also a place now where freedom of speech and debate is ending. And this is the point mm-hmm. that I'm making. I'm not talking, Femi, about the trolls. I'm talking about the likes of Jamila Jamil, Matt Haig, who say it's okay for them to attack Piers Morgan because they don't agree with his point of view. Well, define define attack. Are we talking about genuine criticism of the points that somebody's making? For example, this idea... Well, they've called him F-word this, F-word this, swear word that, attack, attack, abuse, abuse. Okay, if it crosses the line into into direct abuse, that is wrong and and, and that that shouldn't be going on. But we have to distinguish between genuine criticism and abuse. Now, after what Lawrence Fox said on, on Question Time... He deserved a lot of genuine criticism. To call it racist when somebody pointed out his, his, his privilege is simply wrong. So Lawrence now, Fox I'm, deserved I'm, I'm, the trolling he got. As, as, a, as a simple point that I, that I made, 
I, I actually talked about the concept of, of racism and how me, myself, as somebody with a law degree, somebody who's financially comfortable, I don't experience all the, all the adversity that racism can bring about. Mm. So even me, I have a privilege, which means that somebody should take whatever I say about race with a pinch of salt. How much more so somebody who is in the category of people in this country that receives the least racism? Sorry, 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 Femi. Femi, Femi, hold up, hold up. This is a new one for yeah. me. This is a new one for me. Talk Radio Drive Time with Dan Wooden On Talk Radio Over the weekend we were subjected to that I don't use this word lightly Insane, unprofessional And lacking in any dignity That statement from Harry and Meghan Who decided to go on the attack against the Queen <laughs> can't even believe it the queen and also tell us all that we have to fund their 20 million pound security bill a year we have to do it because they are providing us such a great public service and they have in the past well i'm sorry do harry and meghan not understand that there are consequences to leaving the royal family and going out to strike it lucky to strike it rich in the private sector in hollywood and earn up to a billion pounds. That consequences, you pay for yourself. So I don't think we should let up on this 20 million pound a year security bill. But what does Di Davies think? He is the former head of Royal Protection. Di, it's an astonishing amount of money, isn't it? 20 million pounds a year. You say today in the newspaper, these plans are simply unworkable. Why is that? Well, the key factor with any protection, whether it's Harry or anyone else, is preparation and planning. And if they're going to be uh, waltzing around the world in America and Canada and other places, often either together, separately, but leaving baby Archie at home, that has consequences. And the consequences are the hard-pressed royalty protection officer, unlike normally when these visits were conducted through the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, particularly Uh, abroad, it takes planning, it takes time, and that's why any potential terrorist normally um, prepares, and that's what we're actually protecting them against. So by their very actions, they're making the job so much harder for those who have the duty of looking after them. But I agree with you. If you make your bed and you lie in it, then get on with it. And frankly, uh, I've always said that he deserves protection, but by his own actions, I'm starting to doubt that. Well, in the statement, Di, they said Harry and Meghan will continue to require effective security to protect them and their son. Based on the Duke's public profile, by virtue of being born a royal, his military service, the Duchess's independent profile? What on earth are they talking about? Being a Hollywood actress doesn't mean that the British public have to fund your security costs when you're no longer working for our country. Well, I, I, I tend to agree with you, particularly as far as she is concerned. The only problem is, as we well know worldwide, there are people who are fixated with her, with Harry. Sometimes they're not very nice people, and they do and have done in the past you know your history of royalty protection as I do, they have caused problems. Whether or not, as Mr Blair does now, allegedly, he contributes a great deal to the ongoing protection, 
particularly when he's on private ventures. I think somebody at the Yard or the Home Office or the Foreign and Commonwealth Office uh, have to get a grip of this because, they, they, you know, with Uncle Andrew, they've both been to the same school of advice, mm. I think. And, and, you know, they're really, in my opinion, now doing irreparable harm, both to themselves and indeed to the reputation of the royal family. And I feel very sorry for Her Majesty having to put up with this. Well, absolutely, Di. The problem that I have is that there are a lot of demands that are made on these people, uh, these very hardworking members of of the police teams. And it always happens pretty last minute. And as a result, it becomes even more expensive. Of course, these police officers live in the UK, so it's just simply not practical. Think of the number of flights, the hotel costs, all of that type of thing. That's why the budget is skyrocketing. But to your point, they want to have all of the best parts of being a member of the royal family without any of the actual work, without turning up in Nottingham to open the local community centre. And you know what? That's really what being a royal is about. Well, absolutely. And I'm, you know, it's not often I'm I'm going or agreeing with this kind of view, but I have to say, how long do we have to tolerate this? And again, the Canadians and indeed the Americans, you know, wherever they go, it requires organization, structure. They're having to spend money. They're having to put resources. And here we are in Britain. You know, we really could do with some more police officers. And, you know, I don't know the exact figure. Obviously, nobody really does. But if it's approaching anything like that, how many officers would that give to walk down whatever high street Mm. belongs to you? And I really do think somebody needs to get a grip of this. But, of course, it's dynamite for politicians. As you rightly say, nobody has the, the guts. They didn't in my time, and I suspect they haven't got now, because they all want knighthoods and CVs and all the rest of it. Nobody has the balls to stand up sometimes and say, enough is enough. Well, no, I hope course. this commissioner and the Home Secretary, Priti Patel, do have, pardon the expression, the courage to say, well, enough so. is enough. I hope so, because dying. Talk Radio. Across the UK, on DAB Digital Radio and online. Drive Time with Dan Wooden on Talk Radio. So you've been listening to some of the best bits from my drive time show on talk radio. Obviously, don't forget to comment and subscribe. And also, I'd love you to listen live to the show as well between four and seven on talk radio. And you can stream it all live on YouTube. But thank you so much for listening to the podcast.